going from a five iron to a five hybrid, a lot of times that five hybrid is going to go further than the five iron. So I would have him look at the six hybrid, perhaps the Epic Flash six hybrid, which is going to be 26 degrees in loft. That might be a good thing in terms of the, the yardage gapping. It's going to be good. But there's so many people who are like, I'm going to take a four iron out of my bag. I'm going to put in a four hybrid. But that four hybrid is nuclear. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Welcome to the Fitting Room Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Adelman, alongside uh, Fitting Room regular, Yodi Nevs, Dave Neville. Howdy. You're back. I'm back. You're back. How are you? How are you? Let's get to that in one second because I don't want to forget oh. my boy, Steven the Sling Serino. Hey, which means one thing. If Steven's here, it means it's a mailbag episode. Kaboom. Always a good episode. Oh, wait, do you only do mailbag episodes? <laughs> yeah, I'll, do, I'll do whatever wow. you guys ask okay. me. For now, Steven is our mailbag specialist. Ma- mailbag um, specialist. So because the, the mailbag is, is a challenge. The mailbag is a really tough episode yeah. but, or because you, you, we don't know what's coming. The questions come from you, the listener. And we don't know what, what people are going to say. Some of them are curveballs, definitely, right. and off the wall. And so we need one of our best fitting minds in the room, which is you two guys. Uh, and Stephen, you've spent how many years out on the truck fitting con- consumers? Yes, a co- couple years there, and then you know doing tons of fittings at Greengrass and other places. So right. a lot of action. So we need a. This episode requires a lot of versatility and a lot of uh, cross-functional knowledge, mm-hmm. if you will. So um, that's why you we got your utility players in here to. To help you out. Exactly. So you're, Dave, responsible for every club I think the Calais <laughs> makes. And uh, and then uh, we, we, we cover Steven. So we've got a good episode here uh, today. We Like we said, it's going to be a mailbag episode. We've got some great questions that have been hand-selected from the Calais community. Um, as always, you can ask your questions at calaisgolf.com slash community. Head over to the fitting corner. And we picked uh, every question will get answered there, uh, but we picked some of the best questions to be answered here on the podcast and also on the live show that we do on Sirius XM Radio uh, on PGA Tour Radio uh, every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and it's just tons of it doesn't matter what your medium is, whether it's radio, whether it's podcast, whether it's the website. Uh, you could get us on social. We will get your questions answered. That is what, what we are here to do. The Fitting Room is part of the Callaway Podcast Network of podcasts with some excellent podcasts such as the Putting Podcast, The Ship Show, Girls in Golf. I think that's... Those are our main, those main are ones. ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're excited today to uh, bring you The Fitting Room. And Dave, um, I didn't mean to cut you off before, but you are right. Did you did you do any fitting or tinkering in the last two weeks since you've been gone? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Three wow. Weeks. Three weeks. It's yep. been three weeks. Um, for the listeners out there who don't know, I was on my I got I was at my wedding and my honeymoon the last three weeks. Congratulations to um, Nate mm-hmm. and Molly. My left shoulder is um, been getting a workout. You know, a little hardware on the left hand here. <laughs> I guess I could show it to the camera, right? Uh, which is a good. Um, uh, I guess a good reminder that all the fitting room podcasts can also be watched on YouTube. YouTube. Today <laughs> that we was a have, nice segue right there. Nice. Today we don't have a lot of props because it's it's a mailbag. It's we don't know mailbag. what's coming. But sometimes when we go deep on a specific, do product, we have an actual mailbag? Like we, we should box. bring that in. Just 
yeah. here. Uh, Pull out the questions. Yeah, so the the um, you can watch this podcast if you're listening to it. You can also watch it on YouTube and all the other uh, fitting room podcasts you can watch on YouTube from our wonderful podcast studio here at Callaway headquarters in Carlsbad, California. Um, you can see my beautiful co-hosts, um, and you can see the new hardware. But... I'm surprised we haven't had a question in the mailbag. Does like wearing a ring affect the swing weight of my club or something? That's like a good that. point. But I did make the Dave. Do you play golf with a ring on? I do. I, I made don't the take decision, it off ever. I haven't played yet uh, as a married man, but I'm. I made the decision. I'm gonna play with it. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to. Yeah. So you get used to it. Um. Uh. Yeah. So that is um the plan. And I, Dave, I guess uh, to answer your question, have I done tinkering? Uh, one of the things I had a day off yesterday, um, you know, to recover from the, the travels and, um, I did some work in the workshop, uh, with a little help from you. Um, no one else, no, no one knows this really, but a little help from you. I, I set up, uh, a club gripping station in the workshop yesterday. So anything that is grippable can now be gripped in my garage wow wow i think that's going to lead to a lot of discoveries and probably more questions on on this podcast yes we will grip golf clubs but who knows you know uh the uh, i guess our cutlery needs grips tennis rackets tennis rackets (laughs) need grips yeah the gardening tools need grips yeah Yeah. so if it's grippable we're gonna grip you've got the station for it we've got the station yeah so if you find yourself in the carlsbad area I'm locked out of the Callaway building. Uh, head on over to my house. <laughs> let's get to the mailbag. Okay, let's go to the mailbag. And this question, we're actually going to kick off the mailbag with a question specifically. Someone who is a listener of the show, uh, Derek R., uh, actually tagged me in a community post. Which That's is a good always move. a good way good move to get you want to get on the podcast. And it's a good way to get your question floated to the top. So, okay, the question's a little long here, but I think we'll get to it. So... Uh, here, here goes. Um, I'm a nine handicap. I get it around okay. I'm playing Apex Pro uh, 19. I cannot hit a five iron for the <laughs> life of me. I've been to multiple fittings. I hit it great in the fitting bay. Then when I get out on the course, it goes the same distance as my six iron. My six iron sits around 182, and I'd like to hit my five iron 195. Mm-hmm. So I've tried a couple things. I've tried going to an Apex standard uh, as opposed to the Apex Pro. Again, worked out good on track, man, on the course. Still not quite getting to that 190, 195. Um, and now maybe I'm thinking maybe I should go to a hybrid. Um, but I'm having a hard time trying to get fit for a five hybrid. Um, anyway, what do you recommend? Is this a club head issue? Is this a swing issue? Is this something else? Please help. It's a loaded question right there. There's a lot of variables. A lot of variables. A lot of variables. I mean, you know, it's great to go ahead and try to get into a five hybrid here. Uh, that's a definitely a good start. Um, but I like to look at the numbers and see kind of, you know, what spin numbers are, what, right. what uh, attack angle is. Um, seeing even the launch angle, all those different characteristics definitely uh, help in understanding why that five iron is not getting to where it needs to go or that, that gapping, you know, is not there. That's exactly my first instinct was why is the – why is the five iron going the same distance as the six iron? Is it because it's falling out of the air? It's not going high enough, not spinning enough. Mm-hmm. I'd guess that's probably what it is. On the other hand, it could be that it's spinning too much and it's, it's going too high and falling short. Yeah. So if that's the case, if it's either one of those things, theoretically we could be looking at a loft spin issue. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, it could be that we need a little more loft on that five iron, or we need a club that will spin a little more. Correct. And so that's when going to, you know, if you're playing the Apex Pro, going to the Apex Standard could be a good way to launch it a little higher. But not necessarily more spin. Not necessarily more spin, no. that's true. But it could launch it higher with a little more ball speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, th- it's interesting that he didn't really get any more distance off the standard apex than the pro by switching over so like there, like i said there's a lot of different variables again it could be swing but this is the fitting room podcast so we got to talk about the clubs it's never the swing steven <laughs> it's, it's never, never the, swing. the swing it's always the arrow uh, but yeah like i said it, you got to look at those variables uh just to really make sure what the cause is you know? one thing i wanted to point out when he asked about the the hybrids uh, and this is one we brought up in the past nate so going from a five iron to a five hybrid a lot of times that five hybrid is going to go further than the five iron so i would he, argue much further yeah and so he suggested five hybrid or six hybrid so i would have him look at the six hybrid perhaps the epic flash six hybrid which is going to be 26 degrees in loft that might be a good uh, gapping issue first of all it's going to be easier to hit so mm-hmm. if he's having contact issues which might be why he's not getting uh the distance i think that's going to be a good thing in terms of the the yardage gapping it's going to be good but there's so many people who are like i'm going to take a four iron out of my bag i'm going to put in a four hybrid right. Right. But and that four hybrid is nuclear, yeah, they bless and it's more like a three pass. iron, you know, yeah. or a two iron, potentially. Correct. I, I fully agree with that. Definitely going the well, one down really in mm-hmm. a hybrid uh, configuration might put uh, put you in that. Even going that spot. across sets, uh, that could be an issue too. Where if you're going across sets, the loft packages on mm-hmm. the different sets, and it seems like Derek did take that into account mm-hmm. here with the lofts, but. Uh, if you're going to not get enough launch and spin, it kind of doesn't matter, and we 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 might need more. Um, would you guys ever say this? Just you know, hypothetically, I could see someone saying, "Yeah, well, if if the loft gets me the spin, and the length helps me get the distance, what if I took a seven iron head and played it three inches long, or whatever, however much in- inches long, so you get more spin from the loft, but more distance from the length." Is that a viable approach, or you say stay clear of that? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Just from a contact uh, standpoint, I think you you know you start hitting it all over the face. It feels very different. I and mean, we've talked a lot about one length irons in in, in the past and some of the challenges um, when we've built one length uh, irons. And so I don't know going to something that's a couple inches longer than what you're expecting on the seven iron. I think is <laughs> okay, risky. Good. That's good. awesome. That three, was a test. Three inches long. That's six degrees upright. <laughs> that least. was just a test, guys. <laughs> it was a test. Okay. Um, we can okay. stay on the show. <laughs> yes, we're, we're good. Yeah, so I think, the, like we said, first first step is diagnosing why is the yardage short? Is it because of spin? Is it because of ball speed? Is it because of launch? And then based on what is the cause of that, then we can choose the, the plan of attack. Yeah. All right. Moving right along here, this is a quickie. Uh, this comes from Don Jay, uh, Cali Community Veteran. Um, what are the color codes for Lyangles at Callaway Custom Golf Club? So for those of you who, d- who didn't know, this is kind of a little bit of a secret, mm-hmm. but when you order something with a different lie angle, there it's associated with a different color paint fill on the hosel, mm-hmm. which uh, in our marketing materials, we don't really cover that too much, but it's a good way to know um, if you have a club, uh, if the lie angle has been adjusted at the factory you will see this mm-hmm. so guys 
testing your memory here. Well, well my favorite is 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 gold or the one flat. I got I've got, <laughs> I've got I've got those in my wedges, yeah. and I got a nice little bling bling on the heel there for my for my Jaws MD5 uh, wedges. But um, we start at three degrees flat at yellow. Um, you know, red is two degrees flat. We go gold at one flat. Uh, standard is going to be black, um, and then uh, green is one degree up. And uh, sorry, yeah, green is one degree up. White is uh, three degrees up. Sorry, two degrees up, and then blue is three degrees up. That's impressive, Stephen. That's <laughs> impressive. That's why we have you here today. That's good. So um, that's just a. Uh, if you see that on the hosel of your club, you know what it is. I've actually had people reach out to me because the hosel was painted differently, <laughs> and they're they're like, "Why did why did that happen?" And yeah, I'm like, like, "On a blue club, why is there?" Yeah, a red did you get them uh, yeah. custom built? Oh yeah, they're flat, or you know, they're one degree up, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, maybe it's something that. We got to put in the custom club manual or something like that. In the custom fitting section of the website, if you want to go check there, I believe it's up there. If not, we should get it. We up there. We should get it up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question here. Um, this question comes from Jay Shaver forty one twelve, uh, and Jay writes that he is a golf sales lead at a major sporting goods retailer, and we just got our new Jaws wedges in last week. Be careful. Yeah. Jay Shaver, because those grooves are sharp. Um, I have a feeling that I'm going to have a lot of regulars coming in <laughs> to snatch these and will want fittings to decide what loft grind combos suit them the best. My biggest concern is that we only have a simulator of, uh, with a basic driving range mat, so we can't do any sort of fittings for turf interaction and can't take divots, obviously. So the question here is what recommendations do you have for a fellow fitter to help people get fit into the Jaws wedges indoors? Yeah, it's a challenging one. It's a challenging one to fit uh, wedges indoors. But there's two parts to the fitting. So there's loft gapping, and then there's the the bounce or, or grind fitting. So with having that simulator, you should be able to get the the loft gapping uh, correct. Then one thing to a lot of times people uh, don't look at when they're fitting the the grinds. You should look at a half shot to a three quarter shot. So if you're using say a 56, don't have the player hit a full. Have them hit like a a partial. Shot you get a better sense of the contact uh, that way and then what I've I've seen from a lot of indoor fitters is they actually use a, a lie board so if you don't if you don't have a lie board there Jay Jay Shaver that's something that's not real expensive to get a lie board and some lie tape or we'll reach out to us and we'll send you one um, and some some lie tape and that that can help get your get the lie angle and you can actually see on the tape uh, whether they have too much bounce or, or not enough bounce it's not as good is hitting it uh, outside, but at least it, it gives you a sense of do they have the right lie angle, do they have the right bounce angle. And another number to look at too is the attack angle. So to mm -hmm. today's point, yep. when you're hitting those kind of chippy shots or those quarter shots, um, look at the descent angle or the attack angle and kind of correlate that to what that person does out on the course. Um, you know, again, their numbers might be a little bit different indoor to outdoor, but knowing, hey, if this guy really gets down on it nine eight nine and you know with a wedge at that type of shot um that can give you an, a better idea and always ask the right questions mm -hmm. what kind of conditions do you play in how do you use your wedge do you like to be more versatile do you like to play straight up um all those play into getting someone dialed in and luckily we've got every grind available pretty much for any type of player so i think steven you said it there it's the the pre-fit interview or the interview of talking to a golfer with wedges is so it's critical huge, yeah. because you know, you could say, 
hey, how do you tell me how you use your 60? Do you only use it on half shots? Do you use it on full shots? You can get to a lot of it at, at that, right. you know, like where you understand how this person is using this club. You obviously will know what type of courses they play. You can do 90% of it through verbal. Yeah. Verbal. Yeah. I've done, uh, I would say hundreds of wedge fittings, but I've also done hundreds of verbal wedge fittings, yeah. you know, just through the, the interview uh, process and you can get pretty, pretty close. You know, it's not as good as having someone try it out on, on the course, but you can talk through it, can find out what shots they hit, what conditions, how much do they travel. And, uh, with our different grind selection with the jaws, you can get pretty darn close. And I don't think you can do a verbal driver fitting the way you can do a verbal wedge fitting, right, right? Right. How do you use the driver? Well, I hit it, I off, hit the it off the tee. <laughs> I try to hit it do as you, hard as I can. Do you hit it high and long? I try to do that. Yeah, you know, a, do you try to hit the fairway? Yes, yeah, I, I try to do try that. To hit the fairway. Yeah, so the wedges, because it is a feel, a finesse, um, there's a hundred ways if you're three yards off the green and you have plenty of green to work with, there's a hundred ways to hit that shot and every golfer is a little bit different. So right. understanding the way the golfer wants to use that uh, wedge is critical. Absolutely. Good question, though. I do like that question. Okay. I think we've got time for one more today. Um, and this question comes from the Cali community. And this is a tinkering question, which Ooh. really, you know. <laughs> that's up that's your right, alley. Right up your alley. That's why you yeah. took it. Last that's question. Why we picked it. Uh, all right. I have a pre-owned Rogue with hazardous yellow handcrafted shaft in it. Uh, but when I went to change the grip, I realized that it had been cut down an inch and they had put an extension in it to get it back to 44, uh, get it back up to 44 and a half. So it must have been cut short. Really short, yeah. Or it could have been a fair, maybe even fairway length. I'm kind of annoyed the shaft was altered and I wasn't told, but I also want to know if it makes a difference in how it plays. Any input? You know what's even more interesting? Uh, throw a little curveball into this question before I toss it to you because you're the, the main tinkerer of this group. Yes. The hazardous yellow is a counterbalanced shaft mm -hmm. and, the, and the extension is at the top of the grip. So that mm -hmm. throws an even bigger curveball into this. So what say you, Nate Adelman? Well, I feel the pain here because it sucks to purchase something Granted, it was pre-owned. It's as yeah. is. That that's kind of part of the deal. But that seems a, even a little bit like I wish I had known this. You know, and there's not really any way to know it. No. Um, so I feel I feel the pain there. But that is a fantastic quality shaft. Um, now, the I guess it's an inch extension. So here's the thing: when you put an extension in, it's a different material than the shaft. Not only is it not connected to the shaft, but it also is a fit, has physically different properties. So the extension itself, sometimes they're steel extensions. Sometimes you cut off a piece of graphite uh, extension, or it could plastic. be plastic, or it yeah. could be a specific wood, like a graphite shaft extender that you can buy from like a, a golf part supply store, right? Yeah. So the, that extension piece is undoubtedly going to have different characteristics. And Dave, like you mentioned, if it's a counterbalance shaft and the top of that uh, shaft is going to be denser, more material to add more weight. Is the extender piece going to be similar now? Could be anything. Could be plastic. Could but be. you are going to have a portion where the extender goes into mm -hmm. the shaft where it's going to be double. So it will be actually adding some weight. Mm -hmm. So that part will it remain counterbalanced, I think, is actually something you probably don't need to worry about as much. The part that 
is the more concerning with extensions, especially if you're going more than like a half inch or so, is the shaft, when the shaft flexes, the shaft is going to flex at the shaft's length. It's not going to, sh- it's the whole club is not going to flex at the club's length. Right. So you're going to end up having a shaft that's going to play a little stouter. It's going to be a little stiffer. It's going to have a little less flex in it. It'll have, uh, let's say, 43 and a half inches of flex versus a full 44 and, 44 and, a, half. and a half inches of flex. And maybe yeah. this is just the raw length of the shaft. Maybe that doesn't include the club head. So maybe it is a full length club head, mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, yeah, so it is possible that um, anyway, yeah, so the, the club will, will flex at the shaft's length, not at the club's length. So for someone who wants a little bit stouter shaft but at a longer length, that would be one way. Yeah. Probably not the, my first pick <laughs> yeah. of ways to do it, but that could be an Internet basement tinkering job if, if you wanted to convince yourself of that. You know, an inch is, is at this length, is, it's a little scary. I mean, I, I, for an extension, maybe a half an inch is fine, is doable, but when you get to an inch, it depends on how it's put in, how much epoxy is used back there. I mean... I wouldn't say it throws off everything, but uh, you know you're better off trying to get obviously the full length. This is almost definitely a fairway wood shaft that someone was trying say, to make into a driver shaft. I was just going to say because that's it really is scary. a Hazard's Yellow handcrafted, which is a very expensive, very high end shaft. That's almost definitely yeah. what they did. Then that's that's the second part here is if it was a fairway wood shaft and then you get an extension, that's like just being duped. Yes. So maybe yeah. the plan of attack here is keep this shaft and use it in a fairway. Yeah. And then on pre-owned, you can purchase shafts, shafts just straight only. up and yep. get a new driver shaft that's at the length you want yeah. with the grip you want. Um, and then the project just becomes, you know, balancing the head weight for or adjusting the head weight for swing weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could be the way to go. Um, if you have questions about a tinkering project, that you want answered, this is the place to get it done. So head over to the Cali Community um, Fitting Corner uh, category, ask your tinkering questions, and we will always like to address tinkering on the fitting room. We also like to answer tinkering questions on the live show, Fitting Room Live, Series XM PGA Tour Radio, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Now this coming Monday... Uh, it's a it's a fun week here in San Diego. We will be broadcasting live from Petco Park. The links, the links at Petco. The now, links at Petco. The links at Petco demands one of the finest shots. Uh, the knockdown, the Petco Park yeah. knockdown. You got to keep it below the top of the stadium because otherwise the wind will play games with your golf ball. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. About the. Um, uh, what you need to do to be able to hit that shot, any sort of fitting considerations and, and club selection, which is a big one to hit the right shot, you know, taking the right club. Um, theoretically, I know, Stephen, I've seen you do this many times, the 30-yard draw knockdown. <laughs> uh, but you can hit a knockdown. You could hit a 130-yard knockdown with f- six different clubs in your back. Uh, yeah. Maybe I mean, there's, more. There's a lot of options that you can play, um, and – the they bet. don't call him the slinger for nothing. You know, when, when you play in windy, when you grow up in windy conditions, you got to learn how to hit a golf ball somehow. So, uh, the Steven Serino uh, cut shot is like a 10 yard draw. <laughs> 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 um, and then lastly, check out uh, the newest three part series from Callaway Golf called Forefront, which is exploring the revolutionary trends in club technology, driving the future of the game. CallawayGolf.com slash Forefront. Check it out. 
super cool content series. Um, and then, of course, always listen to old episodes of the Fitting Room Podcast, such as the Super Hybrid um, or our last mailbag, Part 1, that we did uh, just last week. And we will be back again next week with a new episode of the Fitting Room Podcast. You can always get us as well on the Fitting Room Live on Sirius XM PJ Tour Radio every Monday night. This episode of The Fitting Room was produced by Daniel Burns, Trevor Miglarino, and none other than our own Tyler Sheehan. We'll be back next week right here on The Fitting Room. <laughs>